You know what was on the jukebox in the front. Now Matt the Cat's gonna show you what was on the juke in the bag. Baby, I'm Matt the Cat, and I'm back on the scene with my record machine, ready to make your spleen gleam like whipped cream, your knees freeze like Swiss cheese, and your bladder splatter with my mad patter. Here we go for another juke in the back, 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues, the soul that came before rock and roll. These are the building blocks of rock and roll, and for the next hour, baby, I am going to make that clear as a bell. So in my never-ending quest to bridge the post-World War II rhythm combos with the birth of rock and roll in the mid-1950s, we take a stop to look at a cat who is monumentally influential and yet doesn't get his true propers today. His name is Billy Wright, Atlanta born and bred, and probably best remembered today as the cat who had the biggest influence on Little Richard Penniman. Now Richard was extremely talented in his own right. He could really sing, but he needed some polish. He needed some flair. And that's where Billy Wright came in. That huge pompadour, that was Billy Wright. The pancake makeup, Billy Wright. The flamboyant stage persona, oh man, that's Billy Wright through and through. And I'm gonna prove it to you on this week's program. But let's not think of Billy Wright as just an inspiration for Little Richard. He was a major recording artist in his own right, scoring four hit records in the span of three years, 1949 to 52. He stopped recording after 59, but never stopped working. He always had a gig in the clubs of Atlanta. And in a way, that's kind of how he began. Billy always said he was born in 1932, but that date has been disputed. And Atlanta DJ Zena Sears said that he remembers Billy performing around 1927. So the actual date of Billy's birth was probably May 21st, 1918. Born in Atlanta to non-musical parents, Billy did not receive a musical education at home, but rather in the church. He was often a featured soloist in the choir at the Mount Vernon Baptist Church. But what Billy loved to do, even at an early age, was to go up to Auburn Avenue and see a stage show at Bailey's 81 Theater, kind of Atlanta's version of the Apollo. Sammy Green was the director and put on these elaborate stage shows. He was also a talent scout and began to notice this young cat hanging around. He was so impressed, he began including Billy Wright in the 81 Theater stage shows, first in the chorus line, then as a dancer, and eventually as a choreographer. What's interesting about the 81 Theater is that Sammy Green would actually send out a traveling stage show during the months of April through November, and it was like the traveling tent shows that were very popular in the African-American community at the time. It was during those tent show tours that Billy really honed his performing style. He began to step out as a soloist and began singing the hits of the day during the shows. It was also very commonplace for the top male performers to cross-dress as female impersonators. 
This was an accepted form of entertainment at the time. It probably helped to give Billy the confidence to come out of the closet at an early age. He was an openly gay performer during a time when he had few peers. Well, after World War II, Billy set out on his own as a solo performer, briefly moving to Washington, D.C., before heading back to Atlanta for a fateful night. A night where he would be the opening act for Winoni Mr. Blues Harris, Charles Brown, and Paul Hucklebuck Williams. Williams had just scored a big hit the year before with the Hucklebuck on Savoy Records. Charles Brown and Paul Williams were so impressed with Billy Wright's singing style that Williams actually called up Herman Lubinsky, the owner of Savoy Records, and suggested he come down to Atlanta to hear this hot new cat. Lubinsky did come down to Atlanta, was impressed with Billy Wright, and signed him to Savoy Records. He then handed him over to producer Teddy Rieg, who got him booked at radio station WGST for his very first recording session in September of 1949. Often radio stations were used as studios at the time when you couldn't get a booking at a major recording studio. During that first session, they recorded four songs. Three of those songs would eventually make it onto Savoy singles, but none of those were his first single. His first single was sourced off the second recording session held a couple of weeks later. And his first release in October of 1949 was Blues For My Baby, backed with You Satisfied. Billy Wright wrote both songs, but shared songwriting credit with producer Teddy Rigg on that record. So let's kick off this week's Juke in the Back as we feature the incredibly energetic and flamboyant musical style of Billy Wright. Here's Blues For My Baby. Face the West. 
a number nine record during early 1950, and the flip side of a big number three record, Blues For My Baby. Billy Wright's first single off the Savoy label. That's some nice, slow, smoldering blues. He's backed up by the Howard Colander Orchestra on both of those sides, featuring the great piano of Sam Cochran. But who else was in the band? Well, band leader Howard Colander's on trumpet, Neil James on alto, Artie Clark and Fred Jackson on tenor, Lum Scott on Barry, of course, Sam Cochran on piano, George Battle on bass, with Melvin Booker on the tubs. For Billy's next Savoy release, they draw again from the second recording session held in late September of 1949. This song, Billy's Boogie Blues, was issued in November before the first single, Blues for My Baby, had finished up doing what it was going to do. Needless to say, Billy's Boogie Blues failed to make the national charts, but he was charting locally in the Atlanta area. Here's Billy Wright, this week's feature on the Juke in the Back, with Billy's Boogie Blues. Every other man, every 
another woman wants to be a friend. Every woman gets a good man. Every other woman wants to be a friend. Well, girls, you better watch it. That woman's taking some of your loving in. But if you got a real good man, don't never advertise what your man can do. But if you got a real good man, don't never advertise what your man can do. Cause if you advertise too much, your best friend's gonna try him out too. So if your man is nice, you better take my advice and treat him right. If your man is nice, Better take my advice and treat him right. You better get his breakfast early every morning, and oh Lord, love him late every night. Well, sometimes you may want him, and his wife will want him too. Ain't nothing you can do about it because he don't belong to you. You see him with another woman, your jealousy will ring. You better see him dead and gone. Sleeping deep down in his grave. You'll buy yourself a pistol, sure as stars shine above. You'll kill yourself a no good man if he messes with your love. Gonna tell all you backbiting women. Got some other woman's man, don't let your mouth start nothing that your kids said. You better watch it leave all these married men alone. Well, guys, you better watch it and leave that woman's husband alone. Backbiting woman. Billy Wright's third single for Savoy Records, issued in early 1950, and the first record where he would get full writing credit on, even though he was writing all the songs himself. That one was recorded in Atlanta on January 7, 1950, featuring a slightly different orchestra backing him up. Howard Colander was out, and Roy Mays was in as bandleader and trumpeter. The rest of the band remained basically the same. Up next, for Billy Wright's fourth single release, Savoy draws from that first session held way back in September of 49. This song should sound really familiar, for we know it better under a different name by a different artist. That would be In the Night by Professor Longhair, which was issued by Atlantic Records as the flip side of Tipitina in 1953. Here's where the story and the research gets a little cloudy. Professor Longhair actually recorded it in 1949 while he was signed to Mercury Records as Roy Bird, his real name. But Mercury decided not to release it. And right around that time, Billy Wright records it and Savoy doesn't release it until maybe five or six months later. Man, it's a great song no matter who's singing it. Now, Professor Longhair called it In the Night, and Billy Wright calls it After Dark Blues. So, baby, dig 
because this week the Juke in the Back is all about Billy Wright. Here's After Dark Blues. Generous support for Juke in the Back provided by weekly sustainers Janice Stenhouse, Robert Stallworth, Barry from San Diego, Mr. Lee, David Ayers, Thomas Huber, Joe Metzger, Bernie Rossman, Barry from Riverside, and contributors Rosemarie Giannanotto. Thank you for your support. More information at jukeintheback.org. This is Bobby the Bobcat. You're listening to Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. Da 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 Yeah, I'm broke and stranded. I haven't got a penny to spend. Yeah, I'm broke and stranded. I haven't got a penny to spend. If my luck don't change, it really will be the end. My friends all forsake me My wife, she was untrue Yeah, 
My friends don't forsake me. My wife, she was untrue. That's why you see I'm broken and empty handed too. When I had my loot, I had friends for a miles around. When I had my loot, I had friends for a miles around. Now I'm empty-handed, and my friends can't be found. Well, my heart is bleeding, and my soul is full of pain. Well, my heart is bleeding, and my soul is full of pain. I'm hidden where the sun shines, and it never rains so long. Billy Wright, Empty Hands. Doesn't that sound a little bit like I Almost Lost My Mind from Ivory Joe Hunter? Ivory Joe Hunter's song went to number one on February 18th, 1950, and Billy Wright recorded Empty Hands on April 24th, two months later. But if you really want to hear a similarity, check out Big John Greer's 1952 record, Got You On My Mind. He had definitely been listening to this week's feature on the Juke in the Back, Billy Wright. And speaking of Wright's influence, this next record sure had an impact on Little Richard. It's Keep Your Hands on Your Heart, and it was recorded in December of 1950. But this was the second time he recorded this song. He first tried it out back in April, but that version remains unreleased. Keep Your Hands on Your Heart also showcases Billy Wright working with John Peck's band. John Peck is on trumpet, Willie Wilson on trombone, James Hudson on alto, Fred Jackson is playing the tenor, Lum Scott on barry, Tom Patton on piano, George Battle on the bass, and Woody Harper on the tubs. Unlike his previous records, this one is a little more ambiguous as to who he's singing to. Is it a man? Is it a woman? You can judge for yourself, baby. Here's Billy Wright, this week's feature, with Keep Your Hands on Your Heart. Keep your hands right on your heart. Yes, and your mind on me. You know I love you, baby, and I don't where you might 
el When I first met you, wasn't but us two. And now you try to make it three. And you know, baby, that you can't do that to me. you loved me and you said that we would never never part keep your hands right on your heart yes and your mind on me Oh, I love you, baby, and I don't care where you might be. Well, we used to stroll all night long all through the moonlight. Yes, when everything was so soft, quiet, and still. You told me, you told me, you told me that you loved me. Yes, you told a lie when you said that you'd always win. Keep your hands right on your heart. Just us two. Trey, that's the third party. And darling, you know his name. Fourth, that's the fourth time. 
that you tried to play the same old game. Five is for the five years that you used me for a clown. Six says the sixth time that you tried to put me down. Well, I'm holding out for the seven, for the seven days in the week. Well, eight says the eighth hour when you went out with your sheik. Nine is for the nine years that I worked hard every day. Tenth, that's the tenth of the month when you came every Friday to collect my pay. Well, the jack, he's your lover, and you're using me for goat. Queen, that's you, pretty mama, and you're trying to cut my throat. So be careful, pretty baby. You ain't dead when the deal goes down. You gonna play cards, baby. Well, 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 don't you know you got to deal sometimes? Well, listen to me, baby. That you ain't dead when the deal goes down. Billy Wright, this week's feature on the Juke in the Back with Stacked Deck. Recorded in December of 1950, it became his third charting record. It was released in March of 51, entered the chart in July, and topped out at number nine nationally. Not so bad. Billy also wrote that one. Now baby, let's flip it over for Mercy Mercy, a song that features Tom Patton with a tasty piano lick. The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat presents Billy Wright, Mercy, Mercy. Thank you. 
Final nationally charting record, Hey Little Girl, recorded with John Peck's orchestra on May 1st, 1951. It was released in July and it entered the chart in October, peaking at number 10 by the end of the year. It had a second life though when the John Godfrey trio recorded it, but didn't give Billy Wright writing credit on it, which basically sums up the song theft of the day. This happened all the time. 
Billy's not completely innocent here either because he took a lot of inspiration from Paul Gayton's 1948 record release on the Miltone label. If you remember, that was Roy Milton's short-lived record label. The hits may have stopped coming after Hey Little Girl, but certainly the great songs continued. Let's flip Hey Little Girl over for a song recorded at an old session back on January 7th, 1950. Here's this week's Juke in the Back feature, Billy Wright's with Gotta Find My Baby. I walk this town from door to door Cause the one I love, I can't find no more I've got to find my baby I swear I wouldn't tell a lie Ain't had no one to love me Since that girl said goodbye When night starts falling I grab my hat and go Cause drinking whiskey Don't help my kids no more I've got to find my baby I swear I wouldn't tell a lie Ain't had no real good loving Since that girl said goodbye Go down. I know I'm gonna make a fool of myself and be one natural clown. I've got to find my baby. I declare I won't tell a lie. Ain't had no one love me since that girl said goodbye. Well, I hate to see the moon moving towards the west. I know my whole night long will be a Now it's time for the Great 78, where we take a thick piece of shellac and harken back to a time when 78 RPM records were king. And this week we're featuring the great flamboyant Billy Wright and his retelling of a classic blues song, which began in the mid-1930s with Big Joe Williams' version of Baby Please Don't Go. Now, John Lee Hooker and Lightning Hopkins would have versions of the tune in the late 1940s. But it was Billy Wright's retelling of Baby Please Don't Go as Turn Your Lamps Down Low. That's just a stunner. Recorded in November of 1951, it failed to make the national charts. But it was this version that would inspire the Orioles to record their own vocal group version in 52. And it's this week's Great 78, Billy Wright with Turn Your Lamps Down Low. 
baby, please don't go. Oh, baby, please don't go. Oh, baby, please don't go. Way back to New Orleans. Because I love you, love you so. Now, baby, please. You're listening to The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. Long. Lo, 
with a song that might sound familiar. Why? 
because it was originally recorded by Little Richard. The song, which Richard wrote, was called Every Hour, and it was the flip side of his very first single for RCA Victor, Taxi Blues. That came out in 1951. Billy Wright changed the name to Every Evening and recorded it on January 25th of 52. He did not give Little Richard songwriting credit though and took the credit himself. And as I mentioned before, that happened all the time in those days. But really, Billy Wright gave Little Richard a lot more. It was his flashy, tall pompadour, his gold teeth, his flashy suits, the pancake makeup, his on-stage persona, his incredibly soulful singing style that really inspired young Little Richard, who took many of his cues from Billy Wright, but was still an incredibly talented performer in his own right. The interesting thing is that Little Richard didn't mention Billy Wright very much as an influence during his many interviews over the years. It was an incredible compliment for Billy Wright to record a Little Richard song, even though Little Richard had not been established yet. And it was Billy Wright who helped secure a contract for Little Richard with RCA Victor. By the end of 1952, Billy's hits just stopped coming, but his live presence with his gospel-infused soul was hotter than ever. He left Savoy Records in 1954, got a contract at Peacock with Don Roby, which incidentally was the same label that Little Richard was on at the time. Neither one of them could score hits for Roby though, and while Lloyd Price helped Little Richard get on specialty records, which launched his career, nobody was really there to help Billy, who ended up at Bobby Robinson's Fire and Fury labels at the end of the decade. And that's when he stopped recording, but he never stopped performing. In fact, Billy Wright was performing up until the day he died of a pulmonary embolism right before Halloween, 1991. He was probably 73 years old. He died on October 28th and was supposed to play a Halloween show at the Royal Peacock in Atlanta. He was born in Atlanta, he performed his entire life in Atlanta, and he died in that fair city in 1991. I hope you dug this week's Juke in the Back program as we paid our respects to the Prince of the Blues, Billy Wright. Remember until next time, soul, it's a feeling, and you get that feeling each week when you tune into your source for 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues right here on the Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. And you know what? We can't go out without showcasing his live performance. He really brought the church to the stage with his heavily gospel-influenced performances. There's a rare live recording from 1952 at the Harlem Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, and it gives us an insight of what it was like to see Billy Wright during his heyday. Let's close down the juke in the back with Billy's version of the 1950 hit for Billy Ward and the Dominoes, Do Something For Me. Have a wonderful week, everybody, and remember to keep your hands on your heart. I'm at the cat, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, we've run out of whiskey, and the women have all gone home. Thanks for dropping by. Feel free to let Matt the Cat know if you dug the show. Email him at mattthecat at mattthecat.com. 
Juke in the Back is recorded at Rosie's Juke Joint, located at the Stepping Stone Inn in Salem, Massachusetts. For more information, please visit jukeintheback.org. I'm Miss Rosie. See you next time on the Juke in the Back. Unless you do something for me